Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good morning everyone. Welcome to Coffee Chat with Camille. I have an entertainment guest on today. Her name is Sequoia Blue. She is a singer and a songwriter and entertainer, as I mentioned, an entrepreneur. She's released her album, Limitless, which is available on all streaming platforms. I've listened to it, everyone. Her voice is magnificent. She also has a podcast called The Blue Alchemist Podcast and a dating card game called Dating Assassins. I'm going to interview our wonderful guest for about 25 minutes. Okay, and she's on hold, so let me let me let her into the studio. Okay, everyone? Hello, Hello everybody. Hi, Sequoia. How are you? Welcome. <laughs> I'm doing well on this beautiful Saturday. I'm grateful to be on the show. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely thrilled. Um, I did your introduction, and you are by far our entertainment guest. And um, I really enjoyed reading your bio. And um, I love everything you do. You're just a full creative and a business young woman as well. So I am so happy to Thank have you. you. Very welcome. Thank you. I right. appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, and also, I mentioned, I have to mention this again to the audience, her voice is amazing, amazing. Oh, and, thank um, you. I, yes, I was um, so um, delighted when I was on your website and just, your world. I was. I feel like I was in Sequoia Blue World, and it is. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I think it's like another dimension. That. I say. <laughs> it, it is so creative and beautiful, and oh, and your um, acting chops were just amazing as well. So I have nothing but five star plus plus plus. Um, from what I could see of you, and I was just like thrilled to have you on. So I and, th- and also I want to thank you for being so patient. Okay, but let's get into oh, yeah. the moment of Sequoia. I want to just ask a quest, some questions. Okay, and sure. Um, one is why did you create Dating Assassin? Um, so I created Dating Assassin's card game because I noticed a disconnect in the dating um, game, and I felt like people weren't asking the right questions, you know, when they're getting to know each other. And you get into this long relationship, and you're like, oh, you were this way, and oh, I didn't know you didn't like this, or I didn't, you know. And some of these things could be deal breakers, and some could be things you can work on, but it's important to ask the right questions. So I created a, a card game with 150 questions where you would ask, you know, um, either a potential partner or your current partner. And, um, and these would be questions that dig deep behind the veil. So it's not just, you know, there's some fun questions, but there's also some deep questions where we're going to figure out who you really are. And most of the time people kind of tell themselves too, when you ask these questions, because you can tell a body language, the way they look, the, the, how they answer questions. And I think you just learn a lot about people. So that's why I was like, I have to create this game, interview different men and women on what they want to know, and and then a lot. There goes Dating Assassin's card game. <laughs> so original. 
Absolutely original. Love it. Um, Next question is, you're welcome. What is abstract soul singing, I should say? Or, yeah, what is the genre? I haven't heard of it, but I I love the title. I created my own genre. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because I felt like there was just something missing in the entertainment industry. Like there's some people that are like one thing, like oh, this is R&B or this country, and that's all you are. Like I just feel yeah. like there's different ways an artist can be, especially if you're an artist, artist from the core. It's just you just never mm-hmm. know how the song may turn out. It could turn out to be a blues, blues soulful song, and I know my voice is soulful at the core, so I call it soul. Because I just I just don't know which direction I'm gonna go in with my music, and it some people might think it's unorthodox, but it's just music is so subjective. So I just felt like I wanted to represent something new, so other people, other artists in the world could feel like they can come out with their art too when it's different. Wonderful. And then I did want to know who are your greatest influences. Um, Sinking uh, influences, in other words, uh, who have has has inspired you oh. um, to be a singer? Oh man, I had so many artists that I just grew okay. up on. So, you know, because I started. How about top? Fall, I fell in love. Five. With them. Hmm? How top about five? Top okay, five. let's see. Good question. That's tough because I got so many from from now to back in the day. Uh, I would say, you know, Nina Simone, uh, I think she's just a beast. Like, she was already kind of doing, like, this soulful blues-type vibe and always just fell in love with how she had this raspy, cool voice, and it just stood out, and it was just, you know, robust and confident, and she was about social justice. So I just loved Nina Simone. So I started listening to a lot of her music. Um, uh, I like, like Mahalia Jackson. Um, she just got this soulful voice and she means what she's singing. She's just, just amazing all around with just, just soul, like the voice, her voice was just amazing. So I love, love her. I love Donnie Hathaway. Um, Donnie Hathaway is just one of those just amazing musicians. I just wish I'd learned all these instruments like he did. I mean, I might learn some, but his he's just amazing the way he sings, the way he puts things together. It's like his style. I was just like, man, okay. You know, I started doing, you know, I just got inspired to like write certain ways from him. And um, I like the uh, Stevie Wonder. I like Stevie Wonder. Um, so many. I like Stevie Wonder. And um, I even like Amy Winehouse, you know, because I think Amy Winehouse yeah. was similar to my style as far as how it, it was just like, wow, you know, when she came out, you know, I was just impressed with her and how she's just raw and and just honest mm-hmm. with her music and her style. And, yeah, those are a few, and I just, yeah, I've got some Okay. More. Yeah, those are <laughs> outstanding. Outstanding. I agree. It's um, your choices. Let's see. When did you start Blue Alchemist Podcast? Like, when did you start? Am I pronouncing oh, it right? Blue Alchemist Podcast? Yes, you did. Yep, yes. you did it correctly. Okay. Um, okay. It was crazy because I started podcast originally, and I was actually on Blog Talk Radio, and I was interviewing guests. I was just speaking and stuff, and then I was just speaking on what I felt at the time, and um, I was starting to get, and at the time, I was just so nervous about getting popular. I didn't know I was going to get popular. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then two years ago, something told me to 
bring back the podcast. So then I get back into podcasting and I started interviewing guests and stuff. I started taking it serious. I would say in 2021, more serious. And I started interviewing guests and stuff. And then I still have my own stories that I share with the world. And I just kind of do a mix. And I said, I just have to share my piece of like knowledge with the world and my stories and other stories with the world. So people can get different ideas of how to go about life, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's been, yeah, sorry, like two years ago. So it's amazing. Wonderful. Okay. And then where do you, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask, where do you broadcast from? I mean, you don't have to tell me your like exact location, but just like what um, state are you broadcasting from? Oh, Nevada. Nevada. Okay. I thought so. Yes. Okay. All right. Nevada. <laughs> Excellent. And then, um, let's see. How did you overcome the naysayers? The naysayers. Oh, man. The doubters. <laughs> man, I had to, uh, it, it took me years. I mean, I think I still did stuff in spite of what some people said, to, you know, what people said about me or what I was trying to do with my music and entertainment career. But I think I, I, it was like, Sometimes I think it helped me back a little bit in my twenties, but kind of just fought. I kept going in 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 a way where I felt like I've been more aggressive with it. But I think that I kind of I was in this middle ground, but I still did it anyway because I just music was always calling me. It's like a spiritual thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I would say around the time I turned like twenty six or so, I just started realizing that um, I can't wait for somebody to come and help me with my music or, or make me, or I can't be somebody I'm not because then what's the point of doing music? So then I said, you know, okay, I'm just going to do this. And if one person likes it, fine, you know, and I'm just going to keep doing this and um, enjoy it, enjoy the journey and not worry so much about, you know, uh, what people may think or deem is a normal song or normal, <laughs> you know, style of song, you know, cause at the end of the day, it's like, it, it's, it's art to me. It's, 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 you know, so it's not so much I'm waiting for a Grammy or anything like that. If it comes, cool, but I'm really just trying to do what God told me to do and what I'm doing, you know, and let out my art so other people can hopefully get inspired to bring out their art. Exactly. That's perfect. And then um, when it comes to your music, uh, have you received musical training? And if so, like how many what was that journey? And then about how many hours of practice um, are you able to put in per week? Well, you know what? I started um, when I was, I went to Woodside High School Performing Arts, and that's when I took advanced choir and advanced acting. And I was able to learn a lot about honing my voice and figuring things out because before I went there, it was just raw, raw talent, you know, it was more raw. So when I went to Woodside High School Performing Arts, it just, you know, of course you went to, you went to choir every day. So you were, you know, I basically was, you know, an hour a day practicing, you know, when I went to, you know, uh, to choir or I went to acting classes. So I learned so much. And, and at the time, you know, you're just like, okay, you're just, this is just choir, you know, cause you're singing music. You normally, <laughs> some of the music was like, okay, some old school music or like a, a old school, like, I don't know, like the music we sung was just, not so much exciting, but it was basically helping you hone your skills. And I was learning a lot and I was taking it in. And then after that, I just kept practicing what I learned from high school. So 
I said, mm-hmm. and I've had some training too after high school. Like I've had, I worked with some vocal coaches and I might have did a month, a month training and then I would go home and just practice myself. And what I've learned that most was when um, I met a producer that worked with Mariah Carey one time when I was 21 years old. And he said, the best practice is singing every day. Just going on your mic, recording yourself, listen to it, sing it again, record yourself. He said, that's how you get better. So I started doing that. I just start. I kept, I just kept doing that. And I just kept learning who I was a singer instead of trying to be what I, okay, let me be what the society is used to. So I just started figuring out my way. And then, and, and mm-hmm. so now I'm just kind of, um, I feel, I feel like every day you're still learning to get better. So I think every week I'm still, I'm still practicing in different ways. I don't think much I do record, but I'm not like, recording every day but I do um I might before I go to bed I'm singing a song I'm putting it in my iPad I'm recording it and I'm listening and trying to improve because I feel like you every uh, improve every day you're improving on things and and honing your chops so so yeah that's that's what I do now so I would say you know um I would say about two hours a week I'm I'm actually practicing and stuff and um Sometimes, you know, work getting away, but like um I do I do practice as much as I can. Yes. Wonderful. And then what books helped you on your journey? Um, you said what helped me on my journey? Um Yes, I'm sorry, what books books helped you oh, on your journey? Oh. What books? Alchemist. Can you hear it? The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Um, that was one of the first books that just blew my mind. Like it, it was okay. just about law of attraction and 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 a journey. Like everything in life is speaking to you and telling you something in a way. Like if you're aware, if you're self-aware enough, like everything that you want is an answer around the corner for it. And it might be from, it might be from just uh, you might watch the movie and get the answer, but everything is connected to what you really want. Like the universe conspires to help you make it. And I, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, um, I started to learn that mindset is everything. Yes. And I was like, okay. And, um, and then I read Russell Simmons book, do you, um, I read that when I was probably 19 years old or 20, whenever that book came out, it was so long ago, but he, he was talking about the industry and how a lot of the the most famous artists you love are in the room crying at night because they're not singing or rapping about what they really want to do. They're not really singing and rapping about what they believe in. And so I learned a lot. I said, well, wow, I don't want to be rich and crying in the corner all the time. Um, I would like to at least have peace of mind as far as the choice I made. But, um, but yeah, they, I, I was mind blown by that book because I thought that, at the time at 1920 that, okay, they have it all, they're good, you know, but that's not the case, you know, they're trying to fit in. And so that book really taught me a lot about the music industry and Alchemist kind of taught me a lot about life. And, um, and there's this, I I read a lot of books, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but those two stood out to me right now. And, um, and the game of life, the game of life and how to, how to play it. That was, that's the, one of the other books, Florence Shivelshin. I might be saying her name wrong, but that was one of the best books ever. It was like this, it was like the puzzle or the, I guess the map to life. And I was like, that was one of the best books. It was like a handbook that you just open up every now and then to understand, you know, to keep your mind where it's supposed to be. That was one of the best books ever. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So we have, 
one, two, three books. The Alchemist, Russell Simmons, Do You, and The Game of Life. So those, yep. I lo- I'm an avid reader. I know there are lots of avid readers. So we have three new books to pick up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Recommended by Sequoia. Yes. Okay. And then, um, and then the next one. Uh, what do you think about dating apps? I think I should say dating apps. Yeah. Dating apps. I think, I mean, I think that, um, there's a big conversation around dating apps right now, especially when COVID happened. A lot of people are lonely. So how to, connect with people and stuff and then now after COVID it's like people are still on dating apps and I think that I don't think dating apps are the only thing you need to do I do think you still need to not saying go into a club or something but still go to places that um, frequent the type of men you're looking for and I think that helps but I do are still essential because you're not out and then you might be out and that person may not you know, you know, might not walk up to you or you might not walk up to them. So I think dating apps do help, but I do think that the pool of people in there have changed a lot since it was six, seven years ago. A lot has changed on the apps. Like it, it's not as many suitors that are like quality like it used to be, but I still think it's essential to have, you know, so you can still, <laughs> I still think that it's essential because it's like, how are you going to meet? You, you just blast. Home Depot or walking down the street. It just it just might it might take longer. So, so I think you need to do both. Excellent, excellent advice. And then I I will have to ask. Um, I'm going backwards here a little bit to. Um, no, you're your, fine. You're being an entertain entertainer. Is there anyone in your in your family that? can sing as well or that is a creative like you are? Um know what? Uncle Junie, he's a um a very good painter. He's like the Basquiat of some sort. You know, he's definitely an abstract mm-hmm. painter. I would call him an abstract painter. Um he's yeah. he's very um talented in how he his art. So you know, just okay. amazing my mom's a good painter as well. Like she can look at a apple and paint it like just like okay. apple. So yeah, I got those. <laughs> so I probably got some creative okay. juice from them. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. What I meant, I said singers. I said, sing. were you oh, able yes. to hear me? So no set, no singers. I don't know why I think no about singers. these okay. names, but um. <laughs> No, that's okay. But because it goes, the phone, our connection goes in and out just a little bit. So, oh, um, no. so okay, I, I can tell. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me and now? So, okay. Yes. Yes, I can. And then, um, so <laughs> the, my, I'll, the question was just, are there other singers in the family? But the artist, the fine artist, is, it, they account for uh, being creatives as well. But I was, um, your vocal ability is outstanding. So I was just seeing if there was um, anyone else in your family who can sing as well. But you know what, come to think of it, I forgot that on my dad's side of family, family back in the day, it used to be a band called the Crumps. And my last name is Crump, right? Because my, my stage name is Sequoia Blue, but my last name yes. is Crump. So there was a group in Richmond, Virginia, that was called the Crumps. And my, my, my uh, grandma, rest in peace, she told me, about them and um 
So I may have got it from the Crumps, too. <laughs> I just thought about that. Okay. I don't know why I almost forgot about the Crumps band. <laughs> Wonderful. So they're a band, the Crumps. What a cute last name, Crumps. Yep. Okay. I, I never used to like my last name, but now I'm cool with it. <laughs> This is so adorable. Okay, so that's wonderful to know. Let me see. We're uh, we're doing excellent time. We have actually fought like ten more minutes left, and so okay. I do want to. Um, I had a good one here. Where's it? My questions here. Um, Glee, how do you get over stage fright or? The fear, a fear of of um, showing like who you are as a creative person or as a singer, a podcaster. Ooh. How do you get over fear factor? Oh man, that's a really good question. <laughs> like, um, you, you know, I had I had stage fright since I was a like, kid. I had, and I didn't even know I had podcast fright until I got to it. I was like, oh my god, I have podcast fright too. Like, I'm just talking, but. <laughs> When I was, yes. I, I, it took me years to get over stage fright and podcast fright. It took me till I was 30 and I'm 34 now. I just turned 34. It took yes. me until I was 30. And I, I did perform in my twenties. I performed at different bars. I performed on a cruise ship. I worked on a cruise ship. I just couldn't stay on the cruise ship. I couldn't stay on the boat pad. Thought I could, but I can't. I've done things, yes. but I was scared out of my mind. And I felt like yes. even though nobody could tell I felt like it took away from me being in the moment and putting out the best of myself. So I do think that one thing that got helped me get over that stage fright and that podcast fright, which I think never goes away. You're going to get a little antsy, but the fact that you just get out there and just start doing it is that no one knows everything and everyone's still learning. And at the end of the day, art is subjective. So if someone doesn't like what you're doing, that doesn't mean that this million people, you know, uh, won't like it. You know, you, you got a million people that will like it. You got a million people that won't. But at the end of the day, you're being true to yourself and being authentic. And I think that should take precedence over the art itself or who, you know, what you believe, like punk rock music. I'm not a big fan of punk rock, but I respect punk rock music. I still think that they're artists. So I think that, um, I think getting over that was just like me saying, me getting over it was saying, be authentic to yourself and just enjoy the ride. Just be in just be in tune with yourself. Like don't be in there thinking about, oh my God, what is Mary thinking? Oh my God, what is this person like that'll mess it up. Like it messes up the flow. So I kinda just one of the things I do is just tell myself, stay in tune, stay in tune. You know, and I think that can help other people if they can just stay in tune. Because I know a lot of people right now that want to do podcasting but are scared. I'm just like, you know, you know, you just got to do it because life is short and just stay in tune with yourself and you can't lose. Wonderful. That's wonderful advice. And then um, how, oh, that's it. How do you do your marketing? Like what marketing tools Ooh, have you, good uh, do you utilize? <laughs> so the, one of the main things I've learned is that when I was an artist and that's when I used to just be an artist and nothing else, like, cause I didn't know I had other talents. So I turned like 25, 26. One of the things was I didn't know marketing. And that's why a lot of like artists have to go to a label cause they don't know marketing. So I said, yes. I have to learn this whole digital marketing thing. And I just started, I probably started learning around 27, 28 years old, start taking it. And I just start taking more courses now. And now I'm seeing a lot of things, you know, a lot of reaching a lot more people that 
I wouldn't have reached before. And and it gives you this kind of advantage and this kind of courage and this kind of strength because now you don't have to depend on the label. You can say, okay, let me go ahead and put money. You know, you do have to have money to invest into your music or into anything you're doing if you want it to be your main job. Like you've got to invest into it. You've got to study marketing. But I think marketing is essential for an independent artist. I'm just going to say artist, even for a business owner, but at a basic level, artists have to get their target audience and they have to know how to market to them because, and, and that comes with money. A lot of artists don't have the money, but you, you sometimes two, two things can be true at the same time. Sometimes we have to do something else along with the music so we can fund the music, you know, and I think I had to learn that. So I think it's important that people, that artists, you know, out here, out there, anybody listening, please learn marketing. There's free courses on Google. Um, there's free courses on Facebook now, how to use, how to do your own marketing. So you don't have to pay someone $3,000 to do it, or you don't have to like not do anything at all and miss out on lose on getting people that can support you, you know? So, yeah, I think, yeah, that's where I'm at now. And I definitely see a huge change. (laughs) Wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. Excellent advice again. And then the last but not, well, well, second to last question, I apologize. How, how no, do fine. how do we uh, how do we become how can I or anyone become an independent artist? Ooh, that's a good question. So here's <laughs> the easy answer. Put it out there. <laughs> I read once somewhere that once you put something mm-hmm. out, you're already that thing. So if you're an author and you put a book oh. out, and even if you didn't know how to sell, you didn't know what to do, you put it out. You're actually an author. So the same thing with singers, like if you want to do music, like the gatekeepers are not in charge anymore. So at this point, you can get your own studio now because the technology has advanced. You can record on your iPad now. You can buy a cool mic and plug it to your Mac or your Windows and record and get the right software. I mean, there's so many things you can do, and I would say just start it. And don't be scared, like, if – you don't have somebody around you to like tell you how to do stuff. Just go if you're innate, if you're true, if you're an artist to the core, it's going to come out. Things are going to come out. Mm-hmm. If you need to find a sound song, a, a writer, then you can find writers that can help you, but put it out there, do your music, just keep putting it out there, keep putting different songs out and, and, and just enjoy the ride. But yeah, everything is, we're at a vantage right now versus how it was back in before I was born, you know, but in the nineties, yeah. like you can be your own gatekeeper. It's really interesting. Excellent, excellent. And then um, speaking of songwriting, do you write your own songs or your lyricists? Yes, I wrote all of my own songs. All my songs were written by me. Excellent. And it's not that I wasn't open to other writers, but, you know, when you're a solo person and, you know, you just either you're going to write it or you're just not. And a lot of singers or a lot of other artists don't write their own music. So a lot of times it's like, you you know, you either got to pay someone, you got to find someone. And at the end of the day, it's like, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to write it myself. Because I didn't, you know, <laughs> I was like, if I meet someone cool, that can maybe sometimes work with me great. But, all yeah, I'm writing it all myself right now. <laughs> oh, that's so outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Thank you. And then since you're welcome, and, and also because this is Coffee Chat show, I always ask my um, guests what kind of coffee they like the brand if they do drink coffee or tea or their favorite hot beverage 
Ooh, I love it. So I am an avid coffee drinker. Did I stop, hey. try to stop drinking coffee? I Finally, did because yes. I tried to stop, but I can't stop drinking coffee. So <laughs> I drink, I love a dark roast coffee. I love a strong dark roast, and I like French vanilla creamer, and that's all I put in my coffee, yeah. and I like George Orman's coffee, and I like I like African George coffee, Orman. like Cameroon coffee. Um, I like Ethiopian coffee. I like um, Dominican coffee. Uh, Costa, I think it's Costa Rica coffee. I forgot what it was called, but it's Colombian, yes. Colombian, Colombian coffee. coffee. Okay. So I I love coffee. I'm like a coffee connoisseur. <laughs> I said one day in my life before I pass away, I might own my own coffee. I don't know, but I love yes, coffee. You <laughs> yes, you will. You just put it out there in the universe. Oh, I sure did. Okay. <laughs> okay. I I we have 90 seconds, so I do want to thank you so very much for this enlightening interview you did um I don't want to tell you how you did but you have just warmed up my heart and the entire day I'm so looking forward for my audience to hear from you and um anytime you want to talk some more or come on I'm definitely inviting you back on for next year um whenever you have time (laughs) whenever you have time Saturday mornings I try to keep open for uh, podcast interviews and Friday evenings (laughs) I'll okay. try to keep yes. it open. And I'll, I'll reach out. I'll definitely reach out to you. And I want to thank you. And I have to say goodbye, unfortunately. But thank you, thank you, thank you, Sequoia yeah. Blue. And thank you. Thank you. This, this was great. Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Pleasure. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. That was Sequoia. She's so lovely and outstanding. And thank you for listening to Coffee Chat with Camille.